Wow. <laughs> I suck. And by I, I literally mean I, because I've been overthinking this podcast to the point of not uploading for a long time now. And um, thanks for some brilliant advice from Karina's sister. She said I should just talk about random shit. And I feel like that took a lot of pressure off of my anxiety regarding me making this more serious and more outlined and more professional, which I still want to do, but I feel like it will be cool if we did do some random stuff here and there, but uh, then you find out that your lovely co-host doesn't do random talks. <laughs> so now I'm just going to rant, and she's going to be my Steven. And if you guys listen to My Favorite Murder, you know that Steven is kind of the guy that just says one or two things the entire episode. (laughs) So I hope that you like my voice. And if you hear any background noise, that's because the theme of this whole entire podcast, as of now, has been, we're in the car. Only difference is, I'm in the passenger seat. Because Karina recently got her driver's license. So that's awesome. (laughs) I think that was her one time she's going to (laughs) speak. Okay, continue. Okay, continue. Alright then. (laughs) We are currently in just like... I think it's probably maybe the best parking lot that we've sat in. There's a North Gate. Then there's a 99 cent store. And a Ross. And there's like a translucent spider outside my window. So, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> mm. Mm. Talking about spiders. I have to show you this big spider web that there's by the house. As I was walking to Frank's mm-hmm. liquor store on Palm Avenue. No. <laughs> Unnecessarily okay. giving out our location. Thank anyway. you all you serial killers. Okay. There's a big um, yellow spider. Are they venomous? Anyone who knows about spiders, are yellow spiders venomous? I don't know. Comment down below. <laughs> There's nowhere to comment. I'm going to give up my hopes that this is going to be like thing and I'm just going to treat it like a daily diary because I think that's what fucks up most motivations that people take it too seriously and then it never gets done because then you're overthinking shit but yeah or you can be overproductive and then you can be like I'm not gonna we just uploads video after video oh I remember community channel I don't know oh. her name I miss her. her I think her name was Natalie Natalie oh she was the best her skits were amazing. I love that community. And then channel. she would come out every week. Oh my god, community more. channel is my favorite. I totally forgot about her. She's from Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was thinking about her. Karina's trying to steal some <laughs> of my fresada. <laughs> Let the record show. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Take some of my chaka chaka. Yes. You Wait, better not spill that. Take... You better not spill that Wait. on my jeans. These jeans actually fit me somewhat decently, but I've been having this struggle lately because of my weight gain, where most of my pants don't fit comfortably, and if they do fit comfortably, they're either too short or they're like 
don't fit me well in all the areas of my body. So I'm in the search for the perfect, I'm transitioning into a fat body type jean. And um, that's new for me because also another suggestion from Karina's sister, uh, you don't know much about Karina and I. Um, I don't remember how much I've said or told you guys, but I used to go to City College here in San Diego, and then I transferred to SDSU where I graduated and got my bachelor's, and now I'm just a capitalistic drone. But um, I used to not have much money because school does that to you, so I was super skinny, and now that I have a full-time job, I eat a lot more than I used to, so now my body's like, what the fuck, and my pocket, as in pockets, like, money-wise, I actually can buy more clothes, but I'm still in denial that I'm gonna fit into my old clothes, so, <laughs> this is a very long rant about my jeans, this is what happens when mm. you don't have a co-host. You know what? That's actually very factual, though, a lot of women struggle with finding the right jeans. Yeah, I need I need some I need like Genoveva jeans. <coughs> Supposedly they fit when you have like a body that's not typical, stereotypical. Just what, say it, when you got ass, it just fits different. I don't want to sit here and start trying to talk about my body and my hips and all that shit because I feel like well, if people want to know us, they gotta know how we're shaped and plus size. I'm I'm plus kinda, ass. <laughs> I'm five six. So I'm I'm guess like the average height of a woman, but the difference is I actually have hips, and that kind of makes my pant size go. It says like because of my hips, I'm a bigger size than I think most people assume that I am. But then the problem that comes along with that is it'll fit me in the waist, but then it won't fit me in the ass or the thighs. So then I'm constantly pulling up my pants, even though I have a belt on. And you love showing your butt crack. Yeah, I was going to say, it drives Karina nuts, but apparently she wants to make you visualize my butt crack, so. Looks like a plumber. You know what? <laughs> Plumbers get, make good money, and so do I, so that's fine. My personal plumber. Oh, Karina's oh. like the last person in the world that still has her sound on in her phone. You know what? I knew you were calling, so I wanted to leave it with sound, but fine. You know that Karina tried to say that I'm the only ringtone that plays, like, the Isley Brothers? But then someone else called her, <clears throat> and the freaking Isley Brothers came on. Deception. I thought I had changed that. Kendall. Who else's love would I live for? What? Are you just mm -hmm. saying living for the love of you? Yeah. Love for, what I, love for what I live for? What? That's what you just said. No. You look very cold. <laughs> I like, I'm old, okay? I'm fucking 29. Um, my teeth are sensitive because I love candy. And so when I eat anything too cold, my teeth are just like, what the fuck are you doing? And my dumbass got a fresada, and it's cold as fuck. It's like a ice pick to my teeth every time I eat. let it cool down. It's ice. <laughs> you mean let it melt? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
since our last episode, we we watched three movies. Yes. Let's talk about that. First being um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Is that the official name of the movie? It seems kind of long. No, yeah. Or scary it- Stories and then To Tell in the Dark. Okay. You sure? Yes, that's the whole point. Like the book. Okay. Well. We saw that the day it came out. Legit. I love it. Karina would say. It was really good. I don't feel like it was typical. There was a bit of racist undertones, but I feel like that was on purpose since Guillermo del Toro is the director. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to him, though, for making the best movies. Yeah, he's like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. Mm. We should talk about his other movie that he made. Which one? Mm, the one with the fish. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> the fish sex? Yeah, that was creepy fun. I forgot the name of that one. <sighs> okay, well, yeah, we watched that one in the theater too. But, yeah, this one, the scary stories to tell in the dark. I feel like it was good. I liked it a lot because it... You're like, that's not really going to happen, and then it does happen. Like, mm-hmm. I love when you're watching a movie where you're like, is that really, that's, that's what's going to happen, and then it does happen. Like, I like that there's, like, a blonde, and then she's, like, suffering, because blondes are always assholes in movies, so I think it's just nice to see them get what they deserve. A babe, Well, they're usually bullies in movies, so it's oh. so nice to actually see, like, see, like, the typical bully... Not get to bully other people, but bad shit happens. You know? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I don't really remember too much about it anymore, to be completely honest. Yes, I do. I will forever remember that red room with that ugly-looking beast thing that was chubby. And he, like, hugged that guy. And he sucked him into him. Oh, yeah. That was terrifying, terrifying, terrifying. Like, his body just kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched it, you guys totally should. It reminds me so much of the book. Because at a very unexpected times, you would just, like, get really scared. Okay, talking. Go ahead and call. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, I guess conclusion on that. Five out of five. Go watch it if you haven't watched it. Yes. But it's Guillermo del Toro, so if you haven't watched it, how dare you? And then we also went to go see Dora. The Lost City of Gold, I believe is the whole name. Woo! We mainly went to go watch it because of Eugenio. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that factual? Factual. And um, it was pretty funny. Like, I'll actually give it that. It was funny. I didn't think it was cheesy at all. It was a bit long, but it didn't feel like long in the sense where you wanted it to, to end. It was long in the sense you're like, oh shit, I've been sitting here for how long? Like, I didn't expect the movie to last that long. Mm-hmm. But, um. Well, the storyline was interesting. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about before that the goddess, mm-hmm. she was a person of color. 
Oh, yeah. And that was just amazing. And they were not even speaking Spanish. No, yeah, they had, like, a native language in there. I don't know if it was an actual native language, but the fact that they would actually try to do that as authentically as possible. Mm-hmm. I remember kind of um, leaving the theater feeling hopeful and happy that, like, especially, like, Mexican kids, because... I mean, let's face it, like, the demographic of Dora is, like, Mexicans or anyone, pretty much. Like, my sister grew up watching Dora, so I guess anyone who was born in the early 2000s. But, um, since Dora is, like, a Mexican, I think, right? Yeah. Because she speaks Spanish, but that's not not necessarily saying she's Mexican. But anyway, She is Mexican, because Diego is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into that and then be wrong, but... Basically, what I'm trying to say, it it made me feel like this is awesome for kids to watch and feel, like, empowered. And another thing, like, seeing someone that represents themselves on the screen. And I feel like Hollywood and the movie industry in general is doing a really good <clears throat> job well, at rep- doing representation. To be honest, I feel like Eugenio, since the beginning, since he moved here with his first movie, Instructions Not Included, he represented just that. Yeah. The fact that the little girl was with the whiter complexion of her mom and her being half white, half Mexican, it really gave a <clears throat> a bigger picture for people to see. Yeah. In a sense, you know, like, it does happen, it does exist. Stop being fucking assholes, you know? Mm-hmm. They're Mexicans, you know, accept them. They just happen to represent both races, and that's fine. So I really love that about that. That ever since Eugenio came here, he just, you know, he represents different things with his movies. And he's just happens to be big over there and getting more known here. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I love that, too. And, um, it was a really great, it was great. It was funny, like I said, there was moments where she's doing the thing from the show, and you're just, like, laughing, and then my favorite part of the film was when it actually slipped into animation for a little, little bit. Mm. Yeah. With the plants, with the drug plants? Yeah, because then you saw the Spoilers, map. by the way. The map and Swiper. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember um, borderline threatening my little sister when she was a baby. I was like, Swiper's going to come if you don't do that. Like, kind of trying to see if I could mess with her in that way. Kind of when you scare kids into saying, like, Te va a llevar cucuy, like, si no viene. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, okay, pues está bien, te voy a dejar y va a venir un hombre. Or like, you know. A policia. Yeah. And so I, I tried that with my sister when it came to Swiper, and she was so scared of Swiper that it was pretty effective. But I think it's nostalgic for, like, uh, people my sister's age. She just turned 17, so she grew up with Dora. She was heavily influenced by, like, that era of shows. Especially, especially if you have little sisters or brothers that still watch that. You get to watch it with them. Not necessarily because you want to, but because it's just there. If you're not a shit person, you're going to let the kid watch kid shows. Can I, I mean, can I put it that way? Hopefully you fucking listen. What the hell? It's their TV too. I know, like, I was, I was thankful enough that my mom was, like, chill with me watching a lot of, like, Nickelodeon and PBS and stuff. Really? I feel like it. But I don't know. 
I know I watched Nickelodeon a lot, but after she came home from work, and then I watched PBS a lot at the babysitters. Ah, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, Dora, amazing, awesome, great. Excuse me. I thought it was gonna be kind of corny, and I was really hesitant about like checking it out. I'm like, I don't know. Seems like it might be a kid movie, kind of. Mm. But then I was like, we'll give it a try because we listened to this podcast in the morning out of Arizona and the guy was talking about how the movie was really funny and he really liked it. And so I'm like, okay, well maybe Karina and I should give it a shot. So we did and I'd give it five. Also give it five. The <clears throat> the ending though, I will say this. You're totally, I wouldn't say you're expecting it because you're really not. Mm-hmm. The way it ends. Yeah. It's just a big turn. To all of that. A big turn to all of that. And then they had some high school musical vibes at the end. Where they have like a whole. Dancing to the end of the movie. Type of choreograph. <laughs> Karina's all about high school musical. I, I kind of am not. But then again Karina's younger than me. But. I never really been into musicals. Whereas Karina is that. I'm not I'm that say. bitch. Okay. I love theater. And I love. Performing arts and all that music and I love music too, but I don't know that performing arts and all that. Well, in high school, I used to have friends who were in band and stuff. So, go ahead, tell them. What? You were in theater. I was in theater from third grade to high school. Mm-hmm. I was not in theater. I was in band. I really wanted to play the drums, but the teacher was an asshole, and she said the drums were for boys. So I played the marimba. Oh. Oh. Anyways, that's another story for another time. You're low-key, huh? Low-key, I think everyone needs a little bit of therapy. Well, low-key, I feel like there was a lot of homophobia back then, too. Not homophobia, sorry. Sexism. Well, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of sexism, but even then, for a teacher to tell, like, exactly. someone, you can't, you can't play the drums because that's boys. I remember I really wanted to play the trumpet, too, and she told me the same thing. No way. Mm-hmm. You can suck my ass. Her name was Miss Gilbo. <clears throat> so I got her back. You want to know how I got her back? How did you get her back? We went to, like, Knott's Berry Farm. Once a year, band went to Knott's Berry Farm to perform. And then the cool thing was you performed for like 30 minutes and then you got to spend the rest of the day at Knott's Berry Farm, right? Which was cool. And they made this big speech about how like, this is the bus, you need to be back here by this certain time at the bus, and then if you're not, every minute that you're late is an hour in detention. And so I remember it was getting close to time that we were supposed to be at the bus, and the park was nearly empty because I think it was a weekday. And a classmate of mine and I were just like, we were supposed to be at the bus like two minutes from now. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's go on some more rides. And no one else is here, there's no lines, we might as well take advantage of it. So we did, and uh, for 40 minutes or so, maybe an hour, we went and uh, we just fucked around. And so by the time we got back to the bus, we were like an hour late. And yes, I'll admit that's kind of an asshole thing when everyone else is waiting on the bus for us. But at the time, I knew that they 
couldn't technically leave us at the freaking amusement park because imagine what the parents would have said if you leave two kids at the amusement park and everyone's supposed to be together. And since she was just so such an asshole, not really such an asshole, I don't know. I already put her on blast, so I can't say she's such an asshole. I'm the asshole because that's a pain in the ass to have to wait for someone for an hour. There you go again. You can't never just talk shit fully without having to make yourself feel bad. She was a bitch, so that's what you did. Okay, well, I got... Fast forward. I got 10 hours of detention. (laughs) What? And it was so worth it because the look on her face when we walked on that bus, she just looked like she was so fucking over it. And no one was saying anything, so I don't know what was being said on the bus while they were waiting for us. But point is... This is where the sweet revenge comes in. Because I got to stay an hour later and there was no lines. It was kick-ass. We had a good time. And then when I would show up for my detention every day after school, she did. She knew that that meant she had to stay for an hour too because school. it's supposed to be when school's over. So she would literally just have me erase her board and leave. <laughs> so I just erased the chalkboard and then I would go home. Wow. But, yes, sweet revenge. Sexism, finding it back piece by piece. (laughs) I'm just really trying to eat this right now. Alright, you guys, let me explain to you while I'm recalling stupid things I did in middle school. Karina has bought this bag of Doritos. She said, let's share. This bag is empty now, guys. And I have cuts on my finger from cuticles and other stuff, so I can't stick my hand in this bag. It's literally going to be like sticking my bag, my hand in a bag full of razor blades. Mm, Like saw? Yeah. So enjoy this. I was just joking. I didn't really need any because I'm pretty cool. But anyway, God, I get sidetracked so fast. How do, now I understand how like Georgia and Karen feel like. They can just go, like, they hard... How do you get back to the murder? Well, just like that, they notice when they're sidetracked, and then they go back to it. Now back to the murder! Mm-hmm. We also saw It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Absolutely. Perfect movie. I don't... I don't see any flaws in it. I also think it's freaking kick-ass that Stephen King makes a cameo, um, which is unexpected, but pretty awesome. Um, I don't know how many of you have already seen it, but um, it was good. I don't really remember too much about it right now either, but I know that it kind of like, I don't want to say like, I hate that. I feel every time you listen to an interview and people say like, it makes you sound so ridiculous. But the movie was great. The acting was good. The story le- left off right where you, like, it kind of connected all the dots. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I think I was a little confused. I kind of wish they would have done, like, on the previous episode of It. So then I would have been tied in. Episode? Yeah, because you know. Oh, I'm trying to make a joke here, you know. 
Okay. Like, what do we watch where it says on the previous episode of, and then it does like a recap, and then it goes back to the show? I don't remember. But anyways. A little bit of a recap from the first It would have been cool. But most movies never do that, so I'm just being ridiculous. But yes. It, another great movie. Um, I'll give it a five. I don't want to go too deep into it. Because I don't really remember too many details. And I also don't want to give out too many spoilers. I'll say a little something about the movie. Without giving spoilers. <coughs> Excuse me. It, towards the end, it took a while, right? To get to the scenes that you want to go Yeah, and see. I think when you're watching... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I think when you're watching it, you just really want to see it. it. Like, you, you want to see Pennywise. You're like, where is he? Come on, show him. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. But go ahead. It did take a while to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But when they showed it... It just wouldn't stop. Like, it was constant scare scene, scare scene, mm-hmm. scare scene. Ever since that, that one trailer that's shown from it, where the little old lady is running. Like, from oh, there shit. on, yeah, that was that, terrifying. I literally, there was points in this movie where I was grabbing the seat, which is not something I usually do. But it's because there was so much anxiety in that trailer mm-hmm. with that old woman. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Almost where you kind of want to look away because you know that something scary is going to happen. So there was that a lot in this film, which I feel is way different than a jump scare because a jump scare is like, oh, got you, and then it goes. But I feel like this movie did a really good job of just kind of taking you there and making you stay there for kind of an uncomfortable period of time before they did scare you. Yeah, a big part of that was everybody's fear was shown in every scene, so you would get, like, scare scene, scare scene, scare scene, and it was just, yeah. it, it kept you at the edge of your seat for that whole time. To, to tie this back to the scary thing, scary stories to tell in the dark, they all, they use the same formula for the most part. They t- mm-hmm. use the same formula to st- tell the different stories, and it almost did the same thing in this film, where they used all their, they had to go back to these traumas and get something from that trauma that represented it so they can let it go mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a really good theme to have for a horror movie because it kind of paints that narrative without really building too much of a story where it's boring because you're following each character individually instead of trying to make everybody's stories match together which i feel can be Correct. really messy it can be really really messy and really hard to follow not just that but in a sense I'm sorry to say this, but it's lazy. <laughs> you just yeah. make it all connect to each other. Mm-hmm. It should be real realistic. Like, everybody has their own traumas, their own things that takes them that, back to that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a big part of getting rid of that was to acknowledge them and not let them take power over you and define you and let you be that guide for your life. It was more like, mm-hmm. look at it. Acknowledge it and tell it to fuck off. Yeah. And Which, what, what's, 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 how do you make someone feel small without touching them? Mm-hmm. And it was talking down to them. And that was just like a big eye opener. Like, even though you're there for that horror movie, it's kind of just like, oh shit. Like, it made you think back. Like, 
Yeah, I think a lot of these movies are telling you kind of, they're kind of trying to give you advice on how to fight back and fight your demons and try and be strong and not let stuff weigh you down, which is kind of a weird, a weird thing to learn from a movie, especially a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Like you're sitting here learning these lessons on how to self-care from the movie It, like is that really something that we're talking about right now? That's kind of crazy, you know? I mean, we've woken up a lot since the last It. Mm -hmm. So our modern society now is more aware of things that once before it was just like, ooh, monsters were scary. And now it's like, mental health is scary. It's fucking scary, you know? Yeah. Because you never know what person deals with what. I think that's another thing. Um, Kuni and I listened to my, my my favorite murder almost religiously. And I feel like their mantra of uh, fuck politeness is amazing because it's pretty much a, an ode to mental health. And that, you know, a lot of the reasons people have anxiety is because they're too afraid of their not being polite or they're too afraid to not just defend themselves because of what society's going to think. Or they let their demons define them because they're... I guess society hasn't told them that it's okay to just kind of let it go or work through it with a therapist or something. But it was pretty interesting to see in the film that they're just like, no, these are my traumas, I'm going to work through it, and then I'm going to throw them away or essentially burn them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally forgot about that. But another thing I want to mention about these three films is they use, like, CGI and stuff incredibly well. Where they used portions of the film and just made them pop out where you normally think they wouldn't. Like, Dora all of a sudden goes to animation. Scary Stories um, almost does, like, a 3D effect with the way that certain things happen to some of the characters. Yeah. And then in It... You see, like, statues come alive, and you're like, what the hell's going on? So, I think technology itself in these three films just shows how much it's evolved, and I can really appreciate that. I think it's pretty kick-ass. It is. But, um, anyways, guys, I guess this is turning into a movie reveal. Wasn't so sure where we are going to take this, but... But well, at least we got that in light that we've seen those movies. We really enjoyed them. And if you haven't watched them, you should go watch them. And tell us what you think. Yeah, we've been really meaning to do a review. And we're going to do the, a review. Like, okay, let's do a review. And then we didn't. Okay, let's do a review. And then we didn't. And then that's like, let's do a review. And we're just like, ah, oh, fuck. Because like I said, I've been fighting this anxiety about wanting this podcast to be better and more formal. And think I'm trying to compete internally with all these other podcasts I listen to, and I think that's the issue. Well, what I enjoy um, about going back to listening to Georgia and Karen back, like, at mm-hmm. the beginning of their podcast, it was a lot of sight-tracking and a lot of just random talking, but I feel like that that's what gets you to get comfortable to talk on the podcast and to be more, like, you know, spoken yeah. out and just be able to talk about anything, really. Yeah, um... I think that's true. And little by little, uh, we can... I don't know if you guys want to know about Karina and I. I think, like I said, um, the insight from Karina's sister was actually really helpful because if she feels that way, 
maybe other people feel that way too. Well, I feel like a lot of people want to know who they're listening to. They're just not going to want to listen to someone just fucking rambling and you don't know of them. Yeah, but I feel like it takes some kind of grade of a narcissist to just talk about themselves. Well, yeah, but we're not used to that, but... I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I'm a narcissist in that regard at all. I feel like it shouldn't be all pressured into it either. I feel like, like by, as, yeah. as time goes, you, you'll come up with this story about your lifehood or your childhood and mm-hmm. you'll just get to know that person better. So it's not all at the, at the same time Yeah. as to, you know, the more we do it. <clears throat> yeah. Like it's funny cause Karina and I will, we'll just have these stupid talks and I'll be like in a really weird mood cause I'm maybe I'm overly tired and I'll just be really hyper. And then we'll just start talking. Be like, let's just talk honestly about that. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes we're having these really weird, funny conversations that we should record. And uh, maybe we'll try to just go the, that route instead. And then s- just put a little bit, a little, ugh, some formal stuff here and there. Like, uh, I plan to go see my grandparents and my mom this weekend. So maybe if they're willing, maybe I'll just record some formal stuff. Or but, even your mom's. Yeah, I've been really... Your mom's interview. I've been really wanting to just ask my mom some questions and see where she stands on some stuff. And I feel like if you guys ever want to talk to your loved ones or just people you find interesting in general, the perfect way to do that is just to say, hey, do you mind if I interview you? Because for some reason, it takes that stress off of someone. They're just like, this Oh, this is not really like an actual conversation. It's like an interview. It's for something more formal. Okay. And for some reason, they tend to open up a little more, at least in my experience. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what I'm going to try with my mom and see if, like, if it's a good format or not. But I figured she'd be a good place to start. Well, I feel like there's a lot of interesting lives out there that don't make it up into the open because it's not... I'm going to say this because I think it, but quote-unquote, like... Hollywood like worthy or just Mm -hmm. in general just media worthy but I think a lot of these lives are interesting and they teach you something and it's nice to know different different situations how different people handle handle everything you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like it'll be helpful you never know someone might be out there going through the same thing that your mom once did or us or anything yeah i think that was the general idea when i first came up with playing with this idea of having a podcast was just like people have so many interesting stories i want to be able to talk to them and record it and share their stories because for me personally i love talking about movies i love talking about music and so every time i talk to someone about movies or music they always have a recommendation of what's a movie you should see you know and i'm just like that would be awesome if we just had a movie where people are just talking a movie, <laughs> a podcast where people are just talking about movies that are kick-ass or stuff that they're into. So, I don't know. I feel like this is in the, this is going to end up being just random <laughs> almost always. There's not really going to be a format. I feel like it's just going to be like, that sounds good. Let's go. Yeah. And, and if, I think that that's sometimes the best formula. Once you're know. starting out and once you're... Once you're seeing what people are interested in or what your passion is in a topic, like a certain topic. Like, mm-hmm. if you guys don't know of Bailey Sarian or Siren. Yeah, I think well, it's Sarian. she's kick-ass because she came up with Makeup and Murder every Monday. And it didn't just come out because she, like, planned it and was like, this is going to be a hit. She just did it. 
You gotta give and, a shout out to Joni because she told you about. Oh it. yeah, Joni. Joni was the one that told us about that. But, uh, Ross, <laughs> when we were trying out quotes. But. Yeah, she's just like, oh my god, have you guys seen this? Because I think we were talking to her about my favorite murder, and then she's like, well, have you seen this girl who puts on her make her makeup and talks about murder? And so, she's she's a YouTuber and she's pretty badass. I think there's a lot to say about people who like true crime, and I think that's kind of more popular these days. But for a long time. It was only, like, a thing that people supposedly who were, like, goths or into dark shit were into. But I remember uh, being younger and going into Barnes & Noble and always being kind of intrigued by the, like, serial killer section. that books on, like, Charles Manson and all this other, all these other killers and stuff like that. I'm just like, that's crazy. I got a book and learned about all these people in all these different states and all the stuff they did. And then I tied it back into films and talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Silence of the Lambs. And I don't know. I just feel like it's super interesting because from a criminal mind's perspective on why people do that, what in their brain causes them to do that or think that's okay. Yeah. So. Well, I mean... How that life took him to that place. Exactly. That place in time where maybe it was out of out of fear or they felt that that was their only escape. Or sometimes they're just mentally ill and then they're not untreated and so they just burst out. I'm not saying that everybody who has mental illness does that, but they were really, how do you say that? ignorant back then yeah about that and they weren't they were aware of it but well imagine how scary it would be to try and say hey i have a mental illness back in the 60s the 50s the 30s even bailey bailey was talking about it today how before if you told someone in the 30s that you had schizophrenia if you were diagnosed and you needed to go see someone or seek help that they would just throw you into the mental institute and then there's that there's your whole life oh my god to me what's more scary scarier than a horror movie is these movies about mental mental hospitals and how they get like shock therapy and it's over. I mean, your body your body can't recover from that. All the trauma that that brings to you, though. Like, mm-hmm. you're not worthy enough of being treated. Or you're not worthy enough of being treated like a fucking human in that case. Yeah, but I almost say that you're almost in a vegetative, vegetative state. Where but... no one listens to you. No yeah. one hears you. No one cares. You're mm-hmm. just living in your feces and just not eating and going crazy because... They're just not acknowledging you or not taking care of you well. Yeah. And I feel like you may not be in a bed strapped down to an IV, but you might as well be. And so I don't know how we got off onto this tangent, but basically there's so much stuff that we want to talk about that I guess we're just going to go with the flow and just whatever comes next and this weekend actually is when Marcy leaves to Palm Springs. Um, and so, you know, maybe the opportunity you can take for your mom and you to sit down at least for an hour that night that you sleep over. Mm-hmm. And just interview her, like, have you been, how you've been telling her these last few, what, months? Yeah. So maybe we'll get an update on that. And once... The other movie comes out, 
which is about the Joker. Oh, dude, I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, I that, cannot that one, fucking so wait. So we'll, we'll, you'll definitely be ex- expecting a review on that. <laughs> that was a bad idea. You're trying to end the podcast and you brought up the Joker? My favorite villain of all time. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I just want to end this by saying thank you, Ruby. Um, I talked to you briefly about the podcast and you had really good suggestions. And insight on And it. insight. And you actually did give me the confidence to just say, hey, it's possible to just do it again and not take it so seriously so i appreciate that and um i appreciate you listening that's pretty unexpected but really cool i didn't know my mom listened to either so hi mom (laughs) (laughs) all right well um as always um hopefully i'm gonna post this soon and we'll get it up on instagram maybe just a thing um cultura firme on instagram and uh, you can leave your comments there also, we also have a Gmail. I believe it's just culturafirme at gmail.com. And um, if you guys have any concerns, you can email us there. Drop a comment on Instagram. But thanks for listening if you heard this whole thing. Or you can share with us your stories. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of open things that we can talk about with them. And not necessarily has to be one thing, but. Yeah, I mean, the messages are there. We're open to any conversation, really. I mean, don't be fucking perverted, because we will not acknowledge that. You're going to go there? (laughs) Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, unsolicited. Karina gets that type of shit. I don't. It will not that anyone wants it. But anyway, (laughs) our email is open. (laughs) Uh, The only reason I'm saying that is because I'm super anonymous on social media, and Karina's more bold and actually shows her face. But anyways... Shout out to the people that gave us suggestions on this podcast. Um, Yeah. Bye. 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 Shout out to my favorite murder. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shout out to me.